Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night Sunday Central. For me, I've been through four layoffs in six years and have left the company and come back on my own. So basically like five for me in six years. This is adulthood. Nobody tells you that. Nobody ever mentions this in uh, <laughs> in your college no. grad speeches. No. You know it's what I'm looking forward to? The, the brutality of business. Layoffs. Layoffs. <laughs> uh, alimony. If I can even find somebody to pretend to love me for a little while. <laughs> Just <laughs> they should do that in kindergarten graduation. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to get a no fault divorce and not lose any of my assets. <laughs> I want to keep all my stuff. Yeah. They should have like real uh you know, parents' days or whatever they're called, like when Get like, you ready for real Get ready for like I want so maybe if I get invited to my daughters, I'll keep it real. I want to acquire all of my significant assets before Getting married and live in a community property state where I can protect it upon divorce. I want to, I've accumulated things through the years and I want to keep all of the things I've paid for (laughs) (laughs) after I'm done loving the people I no longer love. That's right. That's, that's, that's my goal in life. I want to get a cubicle job in corporate America and survive the 22 rounds of layoffs that it takes to work 33 years in the business to get a good retirement and 401k for my grandkids to spend the money that I worked my whole life making. Yeah. Very good. Okay, Joe, please come to the front of the class and tell everyone what you, what you would like to be when you grow up. And I want to be the guy... That people stop making bring pot stickers to potlucks at <laughs> yeah. work. That's what I want to be. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What's your goal in life? <laughs> now you well, you announce me again. Now, uh, M- Mr. Flail, what, what would you want to do with your life? I want to be an amateur comedian that spends six years crafting material good enough to perform once every nine to 13 Saturdays for an act that will immediately forget my name um, and take his opening act, who sucks, on the road instead of me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, Joseph Alanis, <laughs> what would you like to be when you grow up? I'd like to be somebody who doesn't have to cry themselves to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen, kid. Try it again. That's all I want. That's all I want in adulthood. I want two days out of the week to not have to bathe in my own tears on my pillow. That's what I want. All right, I got one more. Give it. What would you like from introduce me, Mr. Flail? What would you like from your life? I like that you're calling a six-year-old Mr. Flail. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) This is kindergarten. You remember? Okay, okay. Kindergarten graduation. Um, Now, uh, now, Chrissy, Chrissy, what, what do you want? What is you? What do you want your future to look like? I want to be a mediocre to subpar job performer who knows how to kiss ass well enough to fail his way to middle to upper management at a place where the good people get shit stamped and stuck in a spot where they eventually get laid off. <laughs> All 
right. Yeah. All right. Somewhere. Dream big. It's good. It's good that you're shooting for big things. This kid knows how the world works. Jeez. Yeah, they don't. They don't tell you. (laughs) I want to strive for all my performance. I I want all my performance reviews to have the word adequate mentioned at least fifteen times. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Adulthood is rough out there, kids. If there's any. Kid, if you accidentally were looking for kids bops, kid bop, and you ended up on us, uh, hopefully. Were you a kids bop guy? No, of course not. Were I mean, a, I love the commercials. Were you a jock jams guy? Jock jams, baby. Were you? Yeah. I here's one of the first things that broke me into music when I was a kid. I was like ten or eleven. MTV's Party to Go Volume Five, which I argue is the best of the party mixes of all time. Let me look it up and see if I can get it. Going. Not a high bar there. Oh, Which I argue is the best of the party mixes of all time. That's it's got to be a short list, no, and very <laughs> few of them are probably described. Now that's best what of. I call music, Volume Two Hundred and Twenty Nine. <laughs> so here's here's the lineup for MTV's Party to Go Volume Five. Track listings: Anniversary by Tony Tony Tony. You remember them? I remember Tony Tony. Let Tony. Me Ride by Dr. Dre. Boom! Shake the Gotta room. Let me ride that song yeah we all know it. i don't know I, yeah look, I, oh, wow, look, that I, I get lost with beats <laughs> <laughs> boom shake the room dj jazzy jeff and will smith oh i don't remember a lot of i don't remember a lot of pre fresh prince music like and i mean fresh prince television you remember this this is boom boom shake 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 the room no. Nothing? No, I remember... Yo, back up now. I Give remember, a brother room. I remember kids don't understand, and I remember... Parents don't understand. Parents, yeah, parents don't understand. That'd and there's one more. What's the other one? Boom, shake the room? No. Summertime? Summertime, there you go. Kids don't understand just sounds like an old man complaint. So... <laughs> let's let's make... Let's drop kids don't understand. Take it for me. <laughs> kids just don't understand. <laughs> Pull your pants up. Yo, Brown. kids, while you're getting ready for performance review. <laughs> kids don't understand. <laughs> Do your homework. <laughs> All right. S- uh, slam. When you're battling a case of gout. <laughs> <laughs> And all your prescription meds are out. Yo, kids don't understand. <laughs> kids don't understand. So, <laughs> did that become Leon Phelps, the ladies' man? Kids don't understand kids and don't understand. do it in the book. Slam by Onyx, track number four, which is a fantastic song that you don't know that one either. No, what, of course What music not. do you listen to? I don't listen to music. Yeah, I, le- you're I let guy, the world be my... You're a guy with no... Like, you don't have a... I, so here, here's what I listen to. You don't to. care about a lot of things <laughs> except me. Here, let me pull up my Spotify. These are the last, music-wise, You're the not last a, few things I've listened to. Darius Rucker. Oh, God. Uh, I'm a big fan of acoustic cover jams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like original versions of anything. Give me somebody at a coffee shop singing it acoustic, and I'm yeah. in, baby. Ooh, you would have been so happy. Elton John. Last year when we took our trip to thailand and vietnam the fact that you start any <clears throat> sentence with you would have been so happy means you don't know me <laughs> i've <laughs> no. never been happy in let my me life. T- let me tell you 
we're our last day in Vietnam. Across from our hotel, there's this third story coffee and tea shop on a on a balcony, and it's like a French cobblestone looking street because it's it's Vietnam, so it's got all the French you know impressions to it. And so we're on the street that kind of looks as though it would be in Paris, although I don't even know what that looks like. But that's the in end. your head the thematics of it. We're sitting on this balcony. It's like ten o'clock at night, drinking tea, and they're playing. They're playing acoustic covers in French. They're they're singing the covers in French of U.S. American hits, and so it would be they would sing like an Elton John hit, or they would be but like in, in French. Would and you acoustic. know my name? <laughs> like if I saw you in heaven, but like singing it in French, and kind of like the little bit off acoustic of a remake, and it was really nice and soothing. Also, I don't. I don't think that's an Elton John song. No, it's not. Okay, I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same Yeah, yeah, page. but I'm just saying those kind of. Can those I get back to my MTV's yeah, party okay, to go? Okay, go for it. Track number five. This is a banger of an album. Informer. Yeah, that's the blam. A linky boom boom down. Oh, is that the? It's been five weeks since no. you look at me. No. <laughs> Four weeks since I, you called me pretty. Three it's been. Dan Betts and I have that uh, always talk about that how you can all you have to hear is the beginning of that song to know exactly the, all you have to hear is the yeah it. <laughs> it's the only time in the world anyone's ever started a sentence with yeah it's bam you don't even need the it's bit yeah you're like oh this is, is it? this is uh, this is it this, this is, is this, this is, is one thing. week this is smash mouth one week yeah it's bam that's that's smash mouth that's not bare naked ladies I don't know let's find out um, I like any music that has like a countdown. You only listen to like top forty radio. It seems you're right. It is bare naked later. It's bound. Four weeks since I look at me. Three something since you called me pasty. This is my favorite song of all time. When I was when I was a twelve year old boy. Oh, this is gonna be a good. This one. framed who I was for too long afterwards. Tupac Shakur as I get around. <laughs> Oh, I heard this song and I loved it. And then they just started showing the music video on MTV. And it was him running around a yard during a cookout, just chasing around a bunch of ladies. And I was 12. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I would have loved to watch the making the music video on that. Do you remember that? They're playing they're playing volleyball in what we now know as assault. Um, they're playing volleyball and one girl uh, spikes the ball like she goes to serve the ball and someone runs behind her and like pulls her top down. It's very problematic. It's very problematic. The 90s were wild. The 90s, boy. Were, the 90s were bad. They, they were, were bad. But like good boys back but then. They were like they were bad kids back like, then. I, like I'm I feel bad for everything everybody had to go through. Tra- but also good. Track seven. Come baby. Come. Come baby. Come baby. Baby. Come. Come. Well, you gotta give me loving, and you gotta give me some. You gotta give me loving. And you I do remember that song, but I don't. I can't even even as you recite it. I'm I not think a big it's fan. Uh, doesn't it have that? I think it does. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you just did. I'm it's, I'm having fun. That's a noise. Number eight. I did not expect number eight. Coming out of you. Tag team. Whoop, there it is. Okay, I remember that. But yeah. I don't know. Does anybody know any other lyric other than whoop, there it is? Tag team. Back again. Just Check you. it correct now. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Let me hear some okay, noise. Never, that sounds vaguely familiar, but... Party okay, but can you... Party over there. Wave your hands. Say yeah. Shake your dairy. Yeah. 
these three words if you get busy. Home. Are you ordering the CD right now? I, I already. <laughs> I, I had this on cassette tape, son. Flip it over. Track nine, Zane. Hey, Mr. DJ. Turn hey, the record Mr. on. DJ. Wanna dance with my baby? Is that a woman? Yes. Hey, to my Mr. Knowledge. DJ. To my knowledge. Number 10, it drops off a little bit. <laughs> Hadaway, What is Love. I think that's that baby. No, that's a good song. Know. You suck, man. What is love? You suck. Baby, don't hurt me. What's wrong with you? Don't As hurt me. You like that kind Come of Come on. Track don't, 11. Don't, don't, I know don't, you don't know don't, this one. Don't, 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 Track 11, don't, don't, SWV don't, Week. Do you week? know that song? I get so weak in the knees, I can hardly speak. Okay, uh, Yeah, I remember that. All right. It's good. H-Town knocking the boots. I don't remember that one. But oh, jeez. They're making H-Town. babies. They're making babies at MTV's party to go. That's the, low, that's, the, that's the track that when you get to, it's on, baby. Yeah. What do you want to do when you grow up, Chris? I want to someday do a, a, a podcast that's only after four years starting to grow in popularity <laughs> and talk about a cassette tape that I listened to when I was 11 years old and, a, and just a big old horn dog. At the time, that's what I want to do. Well, that's very specific, Chrissy. (laughs) I was working on a bit before comedy died that uh, we should bring in real people when they have career day. We should bring in real people for those careers to tell the kids what it's like. Like if some little girl says, "Isn't that what they currently do for career day?" But they don't say uh, like I. It's very. I would say like some little girl would say, "I want to be a nurse," and they should have a real nurse go, "Yeah, well, I just had to clean up." poop while a guy bit my face today they should have a nurse show up after her worst day or after like a double the worst day like the worst day. like oh are you crying no that see that's piss yeah that's (laughs) somebody's piss someone pissed on me and while i tried to help him they bit me yeah that's and that's what a nurse is that also sounds oddly that kind of sounds a euphemism for every oh you're into that (laughs) what's the weirdest thing all right What's the Oh jeez, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you're kind of into sexually? Like what's the weirdest th- what's the weird what I, this I should podcast? say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't and it, I don't Can mean, you turn on the bomb diaries, baby? I don't mean and I don't mean like it doesn't have to be fetish, but just like what's the weirdest thing that you notice yourself going like I'm kind of into I'm kind of into what's going on here. I'll, you start because I think you already have this nailed. No, down. I want to make. I'm trying su- to think. I'm trying. I want to make sure you have one. I'm trying to go back into my mind and think. Uh, you know what's cute? <laughs> you ever get uh, turned on a little bit when your woman cries? Like phone stuff, <laughs> right? Have you had, like phone stuff? Like, has, you have you ever been with somebody and they're on the phone and you're like, uh, you know, getting a little frisky while they're on the phone? Oh, you're like, oh, this is. Are you into that? Yeah, I have a tough time with it. Really? Yeah, I have a tough time with it. Wait, wait. Are you on the phone or is somebody else on the phone? I'm sitting on the phone. It's on vibrate and I make them call me. (laughs) (laughs) I make them call me a lot. Why do you keep forwarding my call? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, if I'm like you're talking about phone sex. Is that correct? No. Like, uh, let's say you're with your significant other. Somebody gives them a call. It's like a very serious call. And you're like. You know, just kind of messing around with them, kind of trying to kiss them, and they're like trying while to while they're you. on the phone. While they're on the phone. I am into that. You know what I mean? I am into that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You get it? You that's get fun. it? That's fun. Um 
That's that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Like I said, if I like I said, I'm not I'm not I don't understand what this is and I'm not proud to admit it. All but right, when, I can't my, wait. When my girl cries a little, I notice myself getting a little into it. I think because I'm like a saver. What does uh, I like a damsel in distress? It's not what, if something serious happens. That's but, what I was gonna say. What is the origin of the tears? It, it can be like TV, or uh, like if I I scare uh, like I'll pop out when she's walking through the house and scare her. She cries. She scares only once in a like if she's she just gets worked up from it. She's not crying, but like she'll get a little. Glossy just a little like yeah and it turns you on wow it, I'm, i know you going i start to notice like at like i'll give i'll give her like a i'll give her a big hug and i start to notice like i'm kind of you know is that, is that like a new thing though or has it always been you know i haven't always been like the thing i've always been a sucker for a damsel in distress i've always been into like i've always been into like helping someone who's in trouble or like or just something about me digs that you you're you're a saver something about me is into that yeah you like being uh, a shoulder to cry on yeah literally yeah give me a woman who just got thrown out of her house <laughs> <laughs> can someone help me move i'll help you move you be perfect how do i move this furniture i'll move some furniture <laughs> i'll move every piece of furniture in this have you house. ever had to fire somebody and they cry in front of you that's kind of oddly <laughs> <laughs> no no one ever cried in front of me when i fired them um my firings usually went so well that I couldn't get the guys. Cause I, the only time you ever had to fire people. Yeah, I had to fire people. I used to manage an auto center, and when you run an oh, auto, oh, so you fired like a, I like, fired dudes, like dudes. I yeah. fired dude dudes. Yeah, um, and when you, when I fired them, a lot of it went fine with a lot of them. One of them it went so well with I couldn't get the guy to stop hanging around after I fired him. I fired him, and like three or four weeks later, like, I was, did he not get it? Like he just was like, yeah, hey, no, back. no, no, no. He didn't Costanza where he just showed up and acted like nothing was wrong. He would <laughs> pop in to visit and just and after like two or three hours, he'd be sitting in my office and I'd be like, Mike, I, I gotta, I gotta. I still work here. You, you can't be, a, yeah. yeah. I still. I'm I'm, still I mean, work. I I love that you come in to see us and all still, but you can't like spend the day here, not the whole day here. <clears throat> And then we dated for a year. So. <laughs> Unless you're going to cry, in which case. <laughs> case fine. Less. Sign me up, baby. <laughs> what were we talking about? The, your music list. Well, I was done with my music list. <laughs> but like, a, what's that's the, the whole CD? That's like eight songs. It was, it was 11 songs. How much do you want out of MTV's Party to Go? 16. That's a lot of that's artists. That's a good album. That's, 16 that, songs. But that's a lot of artists to wrangle the licensing from think about that think about that 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 is did you think about that no because when i'm 15 years old and i want a cd i'm not thinking about licenses do you like anything besides top 40 or here let me ask you this do you like any song more than like i like the song and here's what i like behind it or here's what i like what it says or do you identify with any of that are you just like yeah we're on the top 40 (laughs) that's a real head bobber (laughs) yeah Bobby Bones playing the jams. <laughs> uh, like I'd made you dick vitality. In terms of so. like, if it has meaning to me, like, do I do I seek meaning through music? Kind do of you a thing? find heart in songs of like, ooh, that is like today, Busta Rhymes just dropped a new album, and and he he made a song featuring Belle Biv DeVoe, who sing Poison. You remember that? That girl is poison. Yeah, okay. It's a and it's almost it's basically a remake of that song. And that and song. I was like, 
That I heard that today and I was blown away. Do you hear no, songs that no. blow you away? No, not at all. Not at all. What do you what blow, Well, here's the thing though. What blows like, you? Cuz I away. I've never thought about this recently until you actually brought this up. Um you it, your your accomplishments, your dreams often have a soundtrack to them. Mm. Right? Uh, We've talked about this. Like, hey, have you ever like what is making it look like to you? And you're like, I just want this music to play before we go up on stage. Yeah, at I do. Play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of that. You have this. Whole, I have too many songs. It, it is literally. A, uh, it is literally a uh, a, a movie. I'm where gonna, you have something playing in the background. Yeah. There's and that's that's not me. I live my life in like this hole of, <laughs> of unhappiness. <laughs> I live life in this. Let me tell you something about me. Even if I became successful, I could never write enough comedy specials to coincide with the amount of songs I have to walk out to. <laughs> but here's also the thing is you also crap on people for for being tied to their walk-up music. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, so it's like, what do you... It's like, come on, you can't have it both ways. I haven't heard a walk-up song that's been played for me in, in five... I never, I, ne it, I never hear it. I almost never hear it unless there's there's one song that the guys play for me. <clears throat> I've never chosen one. There's one song that you walk up to that I think is hilarious. There's one song that they've chosen for you. Um, I bet I can guess it. Uh, but there's one song that they just happen to play for me quite a bit. And I'll I'll catch that one because I'm like, oh, wow, they're playing that again. Okay, what but is it? But normally I don't. What's the one that they play? Yeah, is it Nas? No, it's Uptown by Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Or Deja Vu. Oh, okay, okay, yep. okay. So what's what's the, what's the one that you're thinking that I'm, was chosen for me? Yeah, that makes you laugh. Yeah. Uh, that, my guesses would be my guess would be Bruce Gray's Tulsa Time. It is actually a Bruce a, a Bruce Gray special. Okay, but it's a uh, sexy boy with the Shawn Michaels <laughs> entrance song. <laughs> he just, he played that when I went up. Yeah, he did it for like two weeks in a row. <laughs> And to this day, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's awesome comedy entrance uh, music. And I wish you would have stuck with it because I actually find it hilarious. <laughs> and I find it more hilarious that you didn't choose it. I didn't know. I had no idea. It's it's funny if the rest of the audience gets it. Like if it's at Rocket Shop where people have seen me a whole bunch. But if I'm walking up fresh <laughs> to a new room, if I'm walking up to a new room and I'd have to do an hour and they just see me, I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> sexy boy. I've got the moves. That I really I stand, I stand up and do the Shawn Michaels flex before I get... Who's, who's ready for some comedy? <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I like about uh, using that song is because I feel like people who get it, it like there's, there's something about it making people smile before you even get on stage <laughs> yeah. right and yeah. so if they can associate you with something that's yeah. already making them smile i like yeah uh but it's also like <laughs> if you get this you're gonna get me yeah you know what i mean that's so right. i kind of get that too uh where i think the the, the peter gunn stuff i it's fine it's fine but i wish we would have stuck to sexy boy Sexy boys, <clears throat> sexy boy is yeah. a good one, and Tulsa time is always a good one because it's it like I had never actually heard the song before he played it, and then um, Bruce Gray has like a you know he he's he's got some it's a country song for sure yeah uh, but he's definitely got like a different style of music that that kid's into yeah. And I'm looking at the I'm looking at the lyrics to Tulsa time right now, and the the it, it's so. 
I left Oklahoma driving in a Pontiac, just about to lose my mind. I was going on to Arizona, maybe on to California, where the people live so fine. <laughs> that's actually word for word. <clears throat> that's This I mean, should be the music that's playing in the background of all your stuff. I mean, how much more fitting could the, I left Oklahoma driving in a Pontiac. And you did. With no irony. Like, I had no idea this song existed. Do you know how good the first hour of my trip? Because I wanted to live in California my whole life. Then by some Hail Mary, it happened. I figured something out. And then, and also I was being moved. I wasn't throwing my stuff into a U-Haul and moving. A company showed up and packed my things for me and Jeez. took them out here. That's got to be nice. That oh, was so good. God, I couldn't imagine doing it another way after it. That's making it, baby. It's unbelievable. It was really nice. Um, you know how good that first hour would have been if I knew this song existed and as I peeled away from my apartment complex, I got the... Did you bam, peel bam, 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 bam. Huh? <laughs> I peeled out. Like- I peeled. It just sounds like that. I did 14 miles an hour, but it just sounds like I peeled out. <laughs> Yeah, but music doesn't necessarily, for me, have a... Uh, I'm, I'm not like... Uh, but wrestling gets you. Wrestling gets and me. And a big part of wrestling is music. Yeah, wrestling music then gets what the hell's your problem? I don't, I don't know, man. I just... Uh, so, so music can hit you, but only if a 270-pound baby-oiled man comes out to it. That's how I like my music, baby. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Rage Against the Machine doesn't do it, but if Chris Jericho <laughs> walks, walks out... Break the wall. Did you watch that? Did you watch that? Like I, like I mentioned, by the way, I did. It's the best entrance of all time. Yeah, Chris Jericho's entrance into the WWE. It kind of gets ruined two minutes in, but just, but ruined. Just the for how big it was, the thirty seconds. You know what I realized? I actually think that's the best part of it. Without turning this too much into. Um, Losers Bracket yeah. Podcast. Our sports, we have a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, called Losers Bracket Podcast for sports. That we haven't done an episode in a month or two either. But now that you all listen to this, please go listen to that if you like. Sp- we don't really talk about sports. We talk about <laughs> we talk about wrestling and the size of players' dongs, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of just like this. So if you're into that. You'll be into it. Go ahead. But yeah, I, what I realized is when it comes to, I noticed that the ECW guys always get big pops on their debuts in the WWE. And I think that's because the hardcore fans knew. Like, I remember growing up, I was super into ECW. I didn't know how to find most of it. But I remember seeing the commercials of, like, Sabu, the high-flying, dangerous Sabu. I remember, that, like, all that and anything, Rob Van Dam and all them. Anything and, you had to go to, like, the back of the of the cassette tape rental place that you had to go to and then ask like yeah. only the only one guy who works here knows what it is and you're like right. hey, i'm looking for ecw and that was you that stood for extreme championship wrestling and that's where people were getting body slammed on tacks and fighting on barbed wire and getting blown up do you know the do you know the mass transit story from ecw no okay so i don't want to i don't want to turn this into i hope I that's the name of a wrestler I, the it mass is transit. it is so of mass transit who was a bus driver uh who had his ass whooped inside of the ring and and nobody told anybody at ECW that he was like 16 years old. Oh, no. what he actually got beat up in the ring. And he got his ass whooped by wow. a guy named New Jack. And New Oh, Jack, New Jack. I know New Jack. He so, like rips people's eyes out. So New Jack whooped his ass. Oh my god. And uh he was 16 years old and you can hear somebody in the back of 
the the wrestling thing saying he's just a kid he's yeah. just a kid and as it turns out that's that kid's dad who drove him to the wrestling event oh and then when his God. when his son was getting whooped he's like oh geez new jack is known as like the most vicious wrestler of all time yeah he gave tory <laughs> wilson uh the the person i the one i was like oh t- tory Wilson, not tory wilson uh terry reynolds he dated terry reynolds for a little while really yeah didn't he kill somebody in the ring or no, something i'm pretty sure oh my him. god look how this guy mass transit is not a man who's in good shape or a boy a boy all right he, to be fair he doesn't look like a boy he looks like a 45 year old man <laughs> <laughs> am i gonna be able to watch oh my god i just saw a picture of what happened to him new jack basically killed him yes Wow, I see why he's called Mass Transit. Boy's big. He's a large fella. That is he's no, a, you know, he's a little large. That man. is no short bus. That no. is a Greyhound. Not at all. Right there, but so, yeah. The but e- go ahead. So the ECW. ECW guys always get a big pop. Like even when Taz came over, it got a big pop. But I just, I just happened to see this come across on my YouTube, and I remember I was a big Jericho guy, but I've been long since forgotten about it. And I saw what I just happened to catch the video of his actual debut, and it they did this really cool, th- like great marketing idea. Oh, great lead up! So what they did for like like you had mentioned like four months before his debut, they put this Millennium countdown on the screen. They'd come back from commercial, and you'd just see this countdown, or in the middle of a production they would go to the countdown and i was like what is this thing yeah what is it counting down to and it had that very specific (laughs) sound yeah you're right and so for four months it was just this countdown that nobody knew what it was about and then all of a sudden the rock who is the wwe's biggest star is out there cutting a promo and then all of a sudden you see the countdown flash pop up and it's at 10 seconds so you're like it's now is when we find out what it is what is it now what i later found like insider insiders kind of knew because something was leaked on a website but not but most people didn't know most people don't because the internet wasn't as like big as they do a countdown from 10 goes to zero lights flash all around the building and then it goes pure dark um fireworks shoot off and then i believe it's rage against the machines break the wall down uh, let me make. I sure. didn't realize that that was an actual licensed song. I thought they made that song. I think it's in house. Uh, is that Rage Against the Machine? So I actually i I watched a uh, documentary on on uh, wrestling music and how they how they put it together, which is actually really no, really interesting. How they put what together? Wrestling music. Oh, like they actually have an in house composer who meets the wrestler who gets like a, a background on what their character is supposed to be. Uh, Mankind is the only person that had an intro music and an outro music. And the outro music was supposed to be like hopeful as in like all this violence makes him feel hopeful. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was just like, just that's an cool. interesting little tip. We're super into wrestling from, from the back in the day. But it's honestly <laughs> ca- oh, also it was spawned <laughs> also- by like quarantine. That's true. Like up until quarantine, I didn't watch wrestling in forever. I still don't watch like current wrestling. No. So this was not Rage Against the Machine. It was a British rock band asking Alexandria. So anyway, this song. So fireworks flash. And then there's a video of this dystopian. It's like a vehicle driving through a dystopian. Basically kind of looks like California, on, like L.A. on fire kind of thing. And the the big push is break the wall down. He screams it for the chorus. And and the, a second before 
it, for a split second, you see the words Jericho pop up on the screen and flip around. And it's a split second before the the lights flash on him with just his arms out, standing backwards. And when you hear the way that the crowd pops when they see the words Jericho on there, no one else in the history of their debut ever had a pop like that. It was amazing. It's unbelievable. It's, it is definitely the, the, the best. Imagine how good that felt being the, him, being yeah. Jericho. Well, he said that he, he was miserable afterwards because he felt like he ruined it. He knew the pop that he got, and he felt like he was too cartoonish during the exchange back and forth, like he had two cartoonish faces. And he walked back and said, "I just, I just, the, I just knocked the train off the rails before it even got started." He thought oh. that he was, he thought that he was done. All right, that's, that made sense. Yeah, that's probably enough for <laughs> WWE talk for the day. So anyway, back to Hulk Hogan. Am I right? <laughs> we did. We finally did the Zoom show that we spent a lot of time mm-hmm. talking about. We, we talked about it in the last episode, and then even the episode before that, which I don't know will ever get released. It's the lost episode. The lost episode. I'll have to take a look at it to give it a listen again, but it felt like, it felt like we, weren't ju- we just weren't ready for it that day. <laughs> it's been a lo- it was a long week. But today we're ready. We're ready. Your thoughts it's, about the... How would you like to recant the Zoom show that we... So it was a... It was a Zoom show right around Halloween time for a great cause uh, for a friend of ours who started a charity for foster children. Um, so that, that part, fantastic. And we did, a, we did a Zoom Zoom show, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it away from, from the get-go, however you'd like. First and foremost, uh, let me start by saying that it was amazing being around comics for the first time in seven months. Okay, how long before the show did you find out which comedians you'd be working with? I think I found out the day before. Me too. I found out the day before, um, and I looked at the lineup, and I was like, good, all was right. It, I, like, I like yeah. these, and I'm not talking good like as in their, their material's good, which they, you know, they're good comics. They're great comics. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, good, I get to hang out with these these people for a few hours. Yeah. And that's going to be a good time. Right. And I forgot what that was like. I forgot what it's like and how much of comedy is not actually performing. Right? It's right. hanging out, waiting for the show to start. It's having beers with your friends. It's checking almost, in on each other's lives. Almost it's, rathering that the show didn't start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, boy, oh boy, did I miss that um, more than I more than I thought I did because as soon as everybody was there, as soon as we were talking, catching up with each other, it just felt not like old times, like you know, seven months isn't nine years ago, right? But it was a very stark reminder that oh yes, only this fills this need for me, right. which is. I can only have this experience with these people or, or people like these people and that's it. I can't I can't get this at a family barbecue. I can't get this right. with uh friends and and I'll even take a step back and say we meet all the time. We do this all the time. Right. right? But there's something different about when it's a group of comics right. um that just feels different, right? right? And so I was really, really missing that, uh, you know, and stepping in, I was like, oh, yes, here we go. Like, this this feels good. Yeah. Um, the show. Now, for those of you who um, 
have never done comedy. It's not like riding a bike. It's not. No. And I'll even take a step back and say, I didn't even know that because I'd been doing comedy for so long that, you know, seven months is the longest I've ever gone without being on stage. Right. Uh, It's by far the longest I've ever gone. So with that being said, I didn't know what was going to happen when they said go. Right. When, you know, it's, it's go time. Plus, it's not regular comedy. No. We are literally, uh, the setup was we were on a patio and they pointed a uh, an iPad at us and we can see ourselves the way the audience sees us. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like doing comedy in front of a, a, your mirror, essentially. Right. And the one thing that was really distracting for me is you can actually see how many views you're getting right so you can see people come in and out of the zoom show but you can't see anything else you can't see their faces you cannot hear their reactions and you can't really see their comments i mean you 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 can kind of see it but not really not really Uh, so it was tough to do that when your audience really was the people who were on the patio five six people five six people which we can support each other but I think after like 15 minutes, it's like we tire out because yeah. there's there's not enough of us to give you what you need. Well, that was it. We each I think we each did 15 minutes. And I don't know about you, but the part that alarmed me is like by minute eight or nine, my brain went. I think I think we're I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think, think we're I think we're done here. <clears throat> it's uh. I would say about minute seven, maybe minute six of my of my set, I was definitely feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I was feeling I didn't have the stamina right. <laughs> to keep going. Right, and I also found myself in positions where I didn't know how to pivot to my next bit because I just didn't. Just naturally, when you're doing, you know, if you called me, if you called me ten months ago and said, "Hey, Joe, can you come out and do twenty minutes for us?" Right, sure, no problem. Didn't even have to think about it. Maybe I'll get an order together, and that's about it. Um, it just right. flex right into it. But with oh, yeah. this, after seven months, I found myself drowning in words. I found myself adding too much, not saying enough. I found myself giving my, my leads into punchlines a little bit early. Mm-hmm. There was just so much that was just wonky. That's probably the best word I have for it is wonky. Um, but it was fun in terms of being with my friends Right. giving towards a good cause i would i would do it again and for, from, for the right for the right reasons i'd do it again and i think they raised a good bit of money which was good yeah which was good to yeah, hear that, that, that's ultimately that's, what we were that was for. the goal but i think it is the last zoom show that i'll ever do <clears throat> in my life i don't need to do another one of those it would need to be i, I wouldn't say i would never do it again um but i would not do it again if i did if i couldn't have my friends around so if it were just me in my living room, I'm not doing that. Right. But if you if you got, you know, five, six good comics on. So you would that so that scenario, you'd be all over doing that again. You know, call me when there is a Zoom show and I'll go hang out. <laughs> I don't want to be on the show though. I just want to hang out. I'll sit in the back and not laugh. <laughs> and and you know what? Hanging out with comics on a show is different than just hanging out with comics. There's something about yeah. knowing that we're all going to be performing. It brings that something night. out of you different. Yeah, that it, it it's a different kind of raises energy. the stakes. Yeah, it's an, it's 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 energy, man. We're, it's energy. We're, we're all pressure freaks too. Yeah, and it, it was weird uh, 
putting material together for it because it's like, okay, do I do old stuff? Do I talk about yeah. quarantine? Uh, I don't even know if it's going to go well, and I'm not going to get immediate feedback, so that's going to be tough. Uh, I don't know what to do. Yep. It's. It, have you ever seen that thing? Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's right. That's what it felt like. I decided very early on, I'm going to play to the six people in the room, and I'm going to tease the people on the computer who I can't see. That's all. That, that was a good strategy. That's, that's you all should have shared that strategy with me so I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. Well, there was, no, it, there was no way to know whether... There's no way to still... to to today to know if it worked. Yeah, did it go well? I don't know. Did you see it float around Facebook at all? No, I did. <clears> see, <throat> I, I went into the comments section. At, when you were on, I went into the comments section so I could watch. So that you could leave a bad comment. This guy, <laughs> this guy <laughs> sucks. This guy sucks. <laughs> and then I think I put, cool shirt. <laughs> uh, I'd rather dig up Andre the Giant and watch him do this guy's act. <laughs> Well, anybody who's ever been in a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, your audience is about the same. They're multitasking. Yep. Nobody's pulling up a, a Zoom comedy show and projecting it in the backyard. Uh, nobody's nobody's really engaged with it. Mm -hmm. And there's something about connecting, like actually making eye contact with your audience that goes a long way. And I didn't think I'd miss it mm -hmm. until I couldn't. So... It was fine. It was fun because of, you know, all the comics. You know, it was it was a well-thought-out lineup. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was funny, and it was a good time. By the way, I think I have a new barometer for charity shows that I'll do or not do. To s like whether I'm setting myself up for failure or not. I think I figured something out. You have a formula? All of the charity shows, my favorite ones that are worth do that could go well, are set up in a way and for a cause that that it's you can play with the cause in a way that I'm about to mention and it goes well or it, or at least doesn't knock you off the rails. Okay. Um and there are a lot that are not like that. There are a lot that are either just too heavy of a cause or the crowd's just too stiff and tight and for me it's just like, you know what? I'll just donate to the cause. And I won't do the show. Like, and that's yeah. Get I somebody. Feel, I'll feel good about that. Get somebody who's going to tell jokes about bread to do the show, and then I'll just donate and not do the show. Yeah, and I'll, I'll support you this way. Um, but like this, I remember three or four years ago, I did a charity show. It was Naomi's charity show, and it was for I think it was for Toys for Tots. Oh, I was on that show too, and got a. I think it got a decent turnout in the room. I don't remember, but I remember being on stage and saying, um, you know, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for donating. But part of your charitable cause is to laugh. And I just want to let you know, every time you don't laugh, a kid wakes up with nothing under his Christmas tree from this cause. So I hope you're happy with yourself. And they enjoy that. And I feel like you can joke about because that. you can it's joke not about heavy. That. And it's not heavy. And the crowd is cool. And they know I don't mean it like that's not actually going to happen. I think from now on, when I get offered to do a charity gig, I'm going to think to myself, could I get up and do this? And if I can't, I'll just donate and let somebody more fitting do it. And I was able to do that this past weekend. It was again, it was for foster children. And I, I said that again and said, I, and I just looked right at the screen and I said, if you all don't laugh at, we don't know if you're laughing, but if you don't laugh at these jokes, um, some poor child out there is not going to be in their appropriate home. So I hope you really happy about that 
that's uh, a, a really wise choice of yours, and I think it's a good barometer because I've done shows that I should not have done because mm-hmm. they were too heavy. Yep. I remember doing a show for American Cancer Society <laughs> at Relay for Life. <laughs> Already, all right, how long into comedy is this? Oh, my gosh. Maybe three, four years. Okay. So I should have probably known better, but also not. You were you were probably strong enough to give it a good shot, but maybe not in long enough to know that there's no way this works. Exactly. And this I'm is a, outside if it's relay for life. It's outside. It's, yes, you're in the middle outside. of a track. And also, at the time, uh, I was a I I was a lot more blue than I am now. Yeah. I I didn't have a lot to flex into in terms of clean comedy. Were you in the middle of a track doing this? While people walk around, <laughs> it was. It was a th- kind of a theater in the round. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, Some lady walked four miles while I did my act. So it was at night. So it was like the people were still walking, but they provide entertainment at night for those that are staying the night. So it was awesome. At night. But it was a huge stage. Like it was like beautiful. Like it, it, well, it would have to be. It's a quarter mile. Yeah, it would have <laughs> been a quarter mile venue. It would have been amazing had it, you know, not been for the cause. Closest, <laughs> yeah closest audience members 100 yeah. meters away no it, it, and there's literally kids there's like kids hanging out and i'm like <clears throat> what okay, did you say I can't, uh, what did I you can't say do this what did you say about what what did you say what did you do that was bad you did something no i didn't do anything what did you I, say that didn't i bombed the whole time is what i did did you just say nice boy material or did you yeah, go there, blue there about two minutes into it i was like okay i'm just gonna bomb and that's okay. So you decided you're not going to go blue. I, yeah, I didn't go blue. I, I kind of, I was just kind of doing a little bit of crowd work yep. and asking, you know, asking kind of relay for life questions and trying to make them funny, doing questions and answers, like those kinds of things. Because what I didn't want to do <laughs> was put myself in a corner where I was going to fight my way out with f bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at relay for at life. At relay for life. So I didn't do that. I was wise enough to not do that, but not wise enough to actually be prepped enough to actually have other materials. So right. I, I just kind of was shooting at the hip. Yeah. Shooting at the hip, even baby. Ca- even even if a cause isn't too heavy, but the crowd's just too stiff. Like I, I, I said it at Margaret's, I said it at this show over the weekend, is, and it's true. <clears throat> there are two types of charity shows. There's one where they have a comedy show that everybody knows that that's the point, and the proceeds happen to go to the charity, which is just a plus. And then the other one is where they have a charitable event and then decide to invade that with a comedian and that's a big nope it's almost never gonna work it's not just almost never even if now let's say let's say well uh, i say almost because i can think of one man who would make it work who's that if come on who's the one man who's one man that can make that night work i can't think off the top of my head darren carter oh the party started i thought we were i was thinking like local guys He's kind of local. But yeah, according to Darren Carter the party starter could make that thing work. I don't know I I do not know one single other human soul that could make a night like that work. I don't want to be a person that makes that night work. I'm not saying you do. How do you like that? How I'm do you not like saying Darren you do. Carter? But here's how do you like that Darren Carter dunk on you? For those of you who are listening, if you have a charitable event, hire Darren Carter the party starter <laughs> because no matter what, it's going to go well. If you're if if you're doing it for Relay for Life, he would smash Relay for Life. By oh the way. yeah, he would smash Relay for Life in a quarter mile track. You could heaviest cause you want, 
tightest room you want. If it's going to work, it's going to work with Darren Carter, the party starter. <laughs> you know who it's not going to work with? You and me. <laughs> no. No, not I'm at all. I'm more of like a, like a dark alley comedy guy. I'm more of like a brick, small show. Yeah. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's get into the secrets, baby. Anything else on the Zoom comedy? Uh, Just, it was fine. You know, it was a good... It, like you said, it was. Did it give you it the itch? Did it give you the itch to do stand up again? Because it, it, it did. It did it not. Made, for it me. made me want to hang myself and never do stand up again. Not, Which, not because of how the show went. So let me, let me, uh, let me say that it's not because of the Zoom portion of it. It wasn't because of the structure of the show. It wasn't because of who was on the show. It wasn't because of anything like that. It's just, I don't think I've evaluated comedy in my life in seven months. Yep. And the 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 stomping and doing an actual comedy show and then the end result of okay what am i getting from this what right. does this look like um what what am i going to do like do i want to keep and i right. say pursue but you know it's you know i'm 35 years old here's what i think what's going to happen here i think i'm not coming back until and i haven't looked at my old material in a while <clears throat> but i need to look at my old material and and I'm not coming back until I find at least 30 minutes of stuff that that makes sense to me, that I identify with, and that I would enjoy to do right now, and then probably write a new 15. And I haven't had the urge to write yet, so it's st- I think it's starting to rumble back, but I it's almost like trying to remember how to do it again. I, and I also don't know how much of my reluctancy going forward is the simple fact that I don't want to write about quarantine. I don't want to. I don't ever really want to think about this time again. I don't want to reflect back on it. And I don't see how you do shows going going forward without, at least for the next year. Yeah. Without talking about the elephant in the room, which is uh, this pandemic. Right. And I don't want to do it. Like I, if I'm going to write something, I don't want to have to write about the pandemic. I don't want to have to reflect back on this time. So, right. so maybe it's one of those things it's that pervasive. I just wait. Yeah, I just kind of wait it out. But also, then what? I, I'm then I'm 36. Of, yeah. Then I'm w- like, <laughs> hey, a I can headline your bar gig. Yeah. Hey, give me a call. And it's like, I know. I don't know. I've thought about like, how do I? How do I stay? in the world stay fulfilled stay around it like is it you know i I don't know right right? i don't know what's going to give me that same kind of meaning in my life than doing stand-up comedy yeah so i mean being in the business like do i want to book shows at venues like legitimate shows i don't mean local shows so that we can uh so we can showcase us and our friends i would love to be showcased yes um you just want to be on the flyer. That's I all. just want to, yeah, just put my name somewhere there, you know? Come yeah. on. My face. Get, you know, not Relay for Life, but definitely <laughs> definitely on the flyer somewhere. Yep. Um, so it's that. It's like, you know, what w- what's next, right? Like, there is know. no, it's weird. I know. Like, how do you hang it up? I know. How do you walk away? But how do you start again also? That's the that's the push and pull right now. And if well, Because that's exactly it. If you're not starting again, you're walking away. Let's kick back to some nostalgia here. Um, Thanksgiving comedy. Thanksgiving's rolling around. And it's usually a big time 
in our comedy scene. It is probably the I would say Thanksgiving to about Christmas is probably the funnest time. Uh, that's your that's your in, most fun in any local comedy scene. I think yeah. I, by, you enjoy that the most. I think by far. And well, why do you say that? There's something about uh, Thanksgiving crowds. They're they're bigger and they're happier. They're more willing to laugh. What I notice a lot, uh, especially these last few years at, at Tembler and at Rocket Shop, is that you get larger tables. Mm-hmm. So there'll there'll be less tables, but more people because it's family members that are coming out. It's people flying in and they are looking for something to do with their family, so they invite them to a comedy show. Right? There's more people trying stand up comedy, which is also kind of fun. Yeah. Which is I don't know if it's like trying to knock off a new year's resolution by the end of the year i don't know if it's just hey i have family around um but it's kind of like you know when somebody first comes out and tries doing stand-up comedy they'll come with a big crowd right of people who are supporting them yeah thanksgiving crowds remind me of that except they didn't bring a person who's coming to do comedy it's just like larger crowds uh kind of smaller uh yeah it's it's tough to describe but also, the comics are in a better mood. Yes. Uh, the com- and they're all and everyone's here. Everybody's here. Everybody's getting together and doing like not corporate gigs, but there's more people who are wanting to laugh around this time of the year because it's, a, it's an amazing part of the year, and so that's why it's my favorite part of comedy. Let me bring this up, and I want my credit. I, I want my credit. I think I know what it is, but go. Are you impressed and happy with how? From the time I moved out here, when no one recognized or celebrated it, I know what you're gonna say. I knew this was the thing I was gonna guess. Okay, are you impressed? Can I guess. Yeah. Big Wednesday. Fucking right. Fucking <laughs> right. I came out here and everybody laughed. I still laugh at you. Yeah. It's still not a thing. Yeah. Well, you've enjoyed two or three hell of Big Wednesdays since I've gotten here, haven't you? Can you describe what Big Wednesday is for people? Because here's the thing. I don't think it's real. I don't think it needs a name. It's just Wednesday. Good people listen to my podcast, and so they already know what Big Wednesday is. But to humor you, I'll go forward. You're from a different part of this You're from a different part of this. (laughs) Can you let me finish the thing before you make fun of the thing? No. You're from a different part. Hey, go, Big Wednesday. Big Wednesday is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is known as the biggest bar night of the year because everybody's off work the next day everybody's home from college everybody's wherever they belong all the bars are open it's a free one i am not i am not disputing the uh the what you're describing what i'm disputing is nobody calls it big wednesday why don't you rephrase? All of those things are true. Everybody's home. <laughs> everybody's drunk. Everybody's getting it in. I get that. But nobody's like, hey, Big Wednesday. Big Wednesday. They don't say it like that. Big <laughs> Wednesday right before Black Friday. <laughs> they don't say it in Alanese. Right, <laughs> big, big, there we go. It's Big, big Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Big Wednesday. What's up? It's on Wikipedia. So yeah, who put it there? You. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Author Chrissy Flair. I am a big Wikipedia guy, <laughs> but I did not put this on Wikipedia. Everybody should have known when I came out here. Everybody should have known that it was called Big Wednesday. Everyone where I'm from knows that it's called Big Wednesday. 
Everyone in Oklahoma knew it's called Big Wednesday, or they just entertained me saying it. And then when I came out here, nobody knew what the term Big Wednesday was, and no one knew what to do on Big Wednesday until Big Daddy showed up and started giving them something to do on Big Wednesday. And they come out and see it, don't they? It's the biggest crowds we get for an open mic. Big Wednesday, we jam that bastard. Jam it. You can't 150 just, people. You can't capitalize Big. On, on just people being free and then making it your thing. It is. You can't just be, oh, a, Big Wednesday. This is a big city. There's a lot to do. It could have been anywhere in the world, but, but you're, you're here, here with, with me. me. And I appreciate that. Is that your favorite time of the year for oh. comedy, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> The, everything you just did to sell these people on your fabricated day of the year. No. And it's not even your favorite day. Can I guess what it is? Is it is it around the holiday? No. Gee, it's not like just like a random February 25th every year. Well, it's a, a time period of the year is the to me is the best time of year for comedy. And I've I've had to do it from all angles. I've had to do it from booking like like hot, like large venue booking and doing shows also March through May. Really? Yep. That would have probably been my last guess. March 1st through May 31st, best comedy time of the year. Why? Because people... I don't know. What's your theory? Give me some... I, I have Theories none. with Chris Foyle. I have none. Let's go with winter coming to a close. The weather's starting to warm up. But school is still in, so people are not taking vacations and they're in town to do things. What? You I have a theory. Dude, could you, could you have just listened to my? <laughs> so, so basically, so basically, you just said to you just <laughs> basically you just said to me, "What's your theory?" So that I would start talking long enough for you to not listen at all. <laughs> And think of whatever you had, because what I came up with is pro is not only good, but it's probably what you're about to say no, here's and a, really annoy me. Like that was a really great lead in. Until, it's going to really annoy me. If you say the same thing I say, I'm canceling this podcast <laughs> and you're not invited to next big Wednesday. I only have two words for why I feel like this is the best, why that time period is the best time for comedy. What, March through May? You, you can give people all the words you want, all the reasons you want, all, all everything. Can I you tell just, you what it feels like? All, everything on your little Can list. I tell you what it feels like? It feels like you still don't have the answer yet. That's no. what this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you three words, actually. Right. All Here right. Uh, uh, wow. 33% like more You want to know why everybody's excited for comedy? You want to know why? Three simple birthday? words. Why... March through May or the, is the best Chris comedy Flails time of the year. Birthday. It, it just happens to coincide with my favorite time of the year outside of holidays. What's your favorite time of the year? Sundress season, oh baby. Oh, my God. You're a dog. Yes, sir. You're a dog. <laughs> so you think more people... <clears throat> You think more people come out to comedy shows and the crowds tend to be better for comedy because they're there to see girls' butt cheeks in a sundress. Is that what you're saying? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Nobody's looking at butt cheeks. Don't make this disgusting. Well, what are they Don't like? make this disgusting. What do they like about the sundress then, if not butt cheeks? It is... 
It's butt cheek season. First of wait, <laughs> that sounds better. I think butt cheek season sounds BCS. What kind hashtag, of hashtag BCS? Butt cheek. Kind of, it's butt cheek season, baby. What kind of region? What kind of cave <laughs> did you come from? Where sundress season means butt cheek. Butt cheek season. <laughs> what does it mean because to you? To me, it means that all the beautiful people, sundress wait or otherwise, wait a minute. All the beautiful people can take off all those layers and dress lightly and be free. Dude. And be beautiful. We live in California. We live in Bakersfield, California in the desert. There are, there are two months out of the year where you... Okay, but how often has it been 79? And, you know, that's you know barbecue weather where you're from. Yep. Pennsylvania and you summer. come outside and somebody has a jacket on. Just the, the moment weather becomes slightly, like the temperature drops just, just a little bit here in California, everybody puts on their snow gear. So what you're it's saying. 78 and people have their snow gear on. What you're saying on record is that the, the reason that you like it the most and you think other people like it is just because. It's 82 degrees out and they don't have to wear a jacket. That's what you're saying. Sundress season. Then let me ask you this. Why why are August and September seemingly some of the worst months in this town's because comedy scene? Because it's too hot. No. It is too hot. I'm talking brutal. about when it starts to cool down. Even September, October. September's like 100 degrees. No. Yes. How about this last month? This last month, if things were open back up, comedy would be kind of terrible. Despite the fact that the weather's pretty because much the same. people are getting ready for Big Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> They're saving it. They're saving it for Big Wednesday. Just admit that you like butt cheek season. BCS, baby. You're... BCS. No. Hashtag, that's going to be the name of my next comedy show. It's going to be... March through May, hashtag BCS, butt cheek season, butt cheek season, butt cheek season comedy show. I I never even brought up anatomy. I think you're disgusting. I think you're Thanksgiving's a people. big time in this local. Um, this Thank local. you for just <laughs> go. But they got big. <laughs> we got big Wednesday. Then annually, we've got flail family Thanksgiving. Was I at the last one? I feel like I was. Yeah, you were. But it wasn't hosted at your place, was no, it? No, I, I started outsourcing it the last two years. Uh, what I would do is I'd cook the most of like most of the meal. So I'd cook the turkey and the fixins, bring that to another person's house. This past year it was Landon. <laughs> Good move. Yep. And then that way, for a number of reasons, that way the party didn't have to end when I was ready to because I'd turn in early. And then also that they can they can take care of, I'll cook all the stuff and bring it over. You figure it out after that. How are you feeling about this year? I mean, obviously, that's probably not on the no, table. No, we're not going to do right? that. That's not going to be on not the table. Do, I'm not doing it this year. And it's just going to take up. It's going to be the first time since 2014 that there's no Flail Family Thanksgiving. That's but the cool it. part is everyone who's moved away and quit comedy comes out for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, that's and they actually. Usually, the, they usually come out the Wednesday before. On, on Wednesday, yeah. On what uh, Wednesday? On, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Big, big Wednesday. Yeah, whatever. Wednesday. Whatever. Wednesday gigante. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sábado gigante. Then I think Fridays and Saturdays usually have pretty good shows on them too. Yeah, there's actually there's, Black Friday there's a lot usually of lead has a good one. That. There's a lot of lead up to that, and everybody is out. Yeah, that whole that that's probably the most beautiful of the week, beautiful week of the year for me is that is that week of things. So. If you had to pick one week of comedy, that might be that might be the most fun one. Yeah, and it's gonna be for those of you guys who are out there who are listening to this, and hey, maybe you're not here locally, maybe you don't live in California. Uh, do yourself a favor around Thanksgiving, maybe not this Thanksgiving because there's gonna be a pandemic or there is a pandemic. Uh, but Google some shows. Go go and support your local scene because chances are the good shows are going to be that week. Yeah, it's true. The primetime comics in your area, baby. Now that's what I call Thanksgiving comedy. Go Album on. three. <laughs> gobble, gobble, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then pack it in and get ready for BCS to roll around. Yes, sir. That's the way we do it. All right. So your Dodgers won the World Series. I did. Let me tell you. Did you watch it with your mother? I did. I actually. Did uh, she cry? I was working late that night, and I, I, I had to go watch that with with my mother. It just meant so much to her, I mm-hmm. think, and to to her family. Right. Uh, which is weird to say, but my my grandpa listened, and I say listened to the Dodgers because he listened to the Dodgers. I think That's, he learned. You said he learned he English. Learned to speak English. All the English he knew was Vin predominantly Scully. Vince Scully baseball English, and. It meant a lot to watch them win, and it, it, it even more so. I think having gone to Dodger games for the last ten years of my life, there's something about Dodger fans, and I'm not talking about fairweather fans. I'm talking um, blue collar, show up when they're losing, show criminal up when records, they're winning ones with criminal <laughs> records. <laughs> they have assaulted people in the ballpark. Yes. Yep. There's there's something about that fan base. Now, I'm 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 bigger. I'm a bigger 49ers fan than I am a Dodgers fan. However, I connect more to Dodger fans in the moment. Like being at a game, I feel like like we're I I don't know. I can't describe. It. There's something about the culture at a Dodger game that I Mexican. just absolutely love. <laughs> <laughs> He got that Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's the part. But she shed a tear, just a so tear, like just uh, a tear. I thought I thought I was going to get a little bit more waterworks, uh, but there was also a lot of people around. She watched it with a group of uh, old women, and so it was it was just cool watching her be that happy and get excited over something that just means a lot to her. And my son was there, so it was awesome kind of experiencing that with him. That's cool. And giving him high fives. But I think, because I think nothing, and more than anything growing up, I just wanted somebody to take me to a Dodger game. Yeah. And it was just, it wasn't you that far away. It I'm was just, t- can I go? I'm going to take you to a Dodgers That's game okay. next year. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to surprise me? With, are you going to put him in a baseball, put the, yeah. the, the glove, that glove. You're going to put the tickets in a baseball mitt and yeah. give me the baseball mitt. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take you to a Dodgers game. You should take me during BCS, I'm not gonna tell baby. You. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey, let's go down and do some shows in LA, and you're gonna be like, hey, Chris, um, the turn for the exit for the venue, and I'm like, oh yeah, um, just hang on a second, I gotta stop somewhere, <laughs> and pull in the parking lot, and then I'm gonna film you is being that, like, what? Is that a? Is that a? Can you check what's in that glove department for me? Is that a Dodgers hat? Oh, are we going buddy. to a Dodgers game? Oh, buddy. <laughs> It was a good time, man. It was. I'm sure you had it right where you got the the Eagles won the. There's these little just yeah. like 
you know, nice moments, tent pole sports moments that mean a lot to people. And, and probably now more than ever, um, things in these like trying that are, are, times in these times, we're all in this together in these trying times. So it was an, it was a nice, um, it was, a, it was just a nice time to not think about pandemics, not think about where I'm, what I'm doing with comedy, not anything, just yep. nice time to think about. Let's just be in this moment. Let's let's watch the Dodgers. Let's watch them win. Right. It was fun. And it was pure just that. Isn't it nice to be just the, to not be no pandemic, no politics, baseball. I would like to think that comedy shows serve as that kind of purpose for people when they come watch. Like who I just got to laugh. Like I just got to yeah. I don't know because I I'm I'm too in it to understand the mentality of somebody who comes to a comedy show not that i'm not grateful for it i do i am very very grateful for people going to comedy shows however i don't watch it in that in that lens anymore i don't i don't go to a comedy show as a fan i can't i can't watch any comedian as just a fan so for me to just be a fan for a few innings and watch the dodgers win the world series was amazing because i don't even the most meaningful thing in my life, you know, outside of family, which is comedy, mm-hmm. I can't enjoy. That's one thing that makes me happy for the quarantine is that we will not be subjected to election comedy. Yeah, yeah, which, that's good. If you've ever done stand-up shows or been to stand-up shows, or especially open mics, during an election, it is, it is a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare because you may see anywhere from five to 25 comedians and on the night you see 25 comedians just like coronavirus 18 of them feel like they have to talk about i gotta say something i gotta give my take i gotta say something on covid jesus number six comedian number 16 of the night after 12 have already told it i gotta give my take on covid or the election or the debates. They got to hear what I got to say. Good God. Uh, I, I, did, did these people who didn't know I was on the flyer and it bo- not expect to hear my opinion? <laughs> those two things are in everything right now. And it makes me so frustrated to think that the idea, I, I hope I didn't say this last time, but just nerds. Like politics. <laughs> politics nerds. is in everything right now. Every, yeah, absolutely. Everything, everyone you talk to. Somehow we've let, we've let dorks take over our entire society culture pop culture entertainment dorks dorks have taken over like when's the last time you've been like all right we're gonna go out and party for big wednesday let's make sure that our local school board members come out with this baby because they know how to get it done these guys are these are they're they're dweebs we all know it who's dweebs. yeah I heard the word your class dweebs. president everybody knows the rules no one really cares that much. There's only one thing we all get together about is that if somebody like wants to do it too much, we don't let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> Any trade organization or school class president or anything like that, you're like, yeah, if you want it, go get it. Whoever wins it, wins it. Unless there's a guy who's like really meant for it and wants to do it, and we're like, well, that guy can't do no, it. No, he definitely can. If we let him do it, it's it. This it's is going to ruin the it's, night. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be ruined. Big mm-hmm. Wednesday. We kind of want a class like in school. It's like we kind of want a class president who doesn't want to do anything as class yeah, president. That's, that's, that's exactly the person who's got a lot of ideas 
You can't be it. <laughs> it could be anybody else, but it the guy. It can't be you. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you. I'm part of an organization, just like a trade organization for what I do. Um, and I'm actually the president of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> I had a meeting this Tuesday. It's Friday. I forgot. But... <laughs> I've been in this organization for six years. I've seen a lot of presidents of it come and go. There's only, no one ever cares. There's one person who ran for, like, everyone always runs opposed. I didn't beat anybody. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'll do the president thing. You, and everyone's like, the, that's cool. They, you, they forfeited the title. There was one person, one year, that was like, I'm going to be the president. I'm going to run for president. And everybody was like, that person would be perfect for president. We've got to run someone against them. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have them turning our happy hours into business. Yeah. It was like that. There could not be a more perfect person to take over. And we were all like anybody but them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the guy who forgets he's the president. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy we want. So, yeah. I'm or so, gal. I don't I'm know. I'm just so, like, I was going to come back on Facebook this week because I was going to do a sketch about the election. But everything is, I don't think anybody has a real laugh in them about it anymore. And it's so, it's so in everything that I don't want it to, you know, when you... You don't want to pile on. Depends on how you look at your particular art or craft. And I'm not the, like, I'm not the guy... Like, I don't want to make a Tiger King video when Tiger King comes out. I guess it's probably the smart thing to do, but when when it's being spoken about everywhere from everyone, it doesn't... It, it's not sexy to me. It's, yeah, That's not my butt cheek season. You don't want to be comic number 10 talking about politics <clears throat> exactly and so i i thought about coming i've been off i've been offline for i think over two months now has it really been I, that long i think it's been two months now wow it's been long enough that i can't remember when i went off wow it's been that long i feel like coming back mostly because i've got this new phone i know i noticed that and i, I need, noticed and it. I, I noticed like five minutes ago look at that camera it's did got, you see me see the phone no i was like holy shit that's the phone i was in the middle of Talking about sundresses, and now you see the phone. You're pretty good, right? I'm going to take a picture of you with the guy <laughs> It's pretty sweet. It films in 4K. So I started an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Free for the but first I thought about I thought about coming back because of this, and then I just, after talking to like four people generally, and within two minutes, they're yelling about politics of like, you know what? Late mid mid November is fine. Late November is fine. Later, mm -hmm. I'll talk about this later. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm glad for the quarantine for that. And you're right. When it comes back, it's going to be pretty miserable of everybody talking about. That's exactly what it's going to be. And that's how come I don't want to come back to that. I yeah. don't want to come back to, you know, it's which is hilarious. Like consider everything that's going on. Like they found water on the moon. They came out and admitted that UFOs exist. And everyone's like, ah, screw that. The debate's tomorrow. <laughs> Let's talk about the fly. It, now would be the time for them to let secrets go. Now would be the time they could yeah, just come out. Yeah, because nobody would care. Someone should just, yeah, they should just come out and go like, hey, we shot Kennedy. And they're like, yeah, cool. Where do I vote? Yeah. Hey, that we have aliens. Yeah, but are they Democrats? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you got to know. Aliens, know. Aliens live and exist among us today. Yeah. yeah, I know, but someone took my yard sign down. Yeah. Oh, well, 
hey, hey, there's aliens. Yeah, but we got to make sure that they don't turn in mail-in voting Mm because that's going to be, that's going to compromise our election. It's even more than just pervasive now. People get angry at you if you will not talk about politics. I've, I, I might have lost friends over. I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm in a will they, won't they with a few friends because like we were having conversations where I was like, hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And they're like, well, I do. So I'm blocking so, you. So we're either going to talk about it or we're not going to talk. And I'm like, okay. So, I, yeah. Tis life right now, man. I it just is. can't wait till it's, I can't wait till all this stuff is over. I don't know when that's going to be, but I pray, I pray for it I'm, to be I, over you know by what? BCS. This is just normal to me now. This is fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I don't need to see people. I don't need to go to Dodger games. This what is if, fine. What have I missed on social media? Anything good? Absolutely nothing is what you've missed. You don't pay attention, though. No, I don't. You're really out I of I don't the... even know who some people are on my social media. I don't know how they ended up here. That's true. Just like, hey, what's up? You want to hear the the most fun COVID story I've heard in a while? Oh, go for it. Here's the, here's the headline. <laughs> Great headline. Missing... Sorry, shit. Headline. Michigan man missing after allegedly spending virus relief funds on luxury gifts for girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. Johnny Richardson, which sounds like the kind of guy who would do this. Johnny Richardson and his girlfriend, Micaiah Taylor. I think it's Micaiah. Bragged about their newfound fortune on Instagram. So basically what he did. Fraud. They Fraud. They conspired with someone who worked in the Michigan Unemployment Insurance Office to steal $2.5 million in coronavirus funds. And then they just bawled out for a few months. Look at this is a picture of the girlfriend in in a tub with gold fixtures. You don't have to look that close, do you? Wow. She's got rose petals all around her. How do you close escrow that fast? Listen like, to this. That, it's a new home. The couple bragged about their newfound fortune on Instagram. In one post, Richardson shared a photo of a gift-wrapped Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon worth more than $130,000. And, quote, baby, you deserve everything. I got the big house you wanted and the car and the jewelry. By the way, I love you so much, and I'm not done. Next week, I got something better. He's 25. She's 27. She and the unemployment person got arrested. He skipped town and is hiding somewhere. How do you mm-hmm. funnel that kind of money? Over, like, and, and assume and the not- money's just gone. Gone, gone. I found a video from his Instagram, by the way, of what he's up to. Let me show you this. Oh, he's still posting even though he's in hiding? What's that? He's posting from in hiding? Or like he's hiding but also still posting? Here's what he's up to. Look at him and all of his buddies. They've got stacks, stacks of money at a strip club, and there's a very voluptuous woman behind him. Just that she, almost she, looks she, like a Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's butt cheek season in Michigan, baby. Just throwing money around. I'm just Johnny. Look at his Instagram. He's still around. He's taking pictures with all kinds of designer clothes. Look at them there on a Bugatti. It's a picture of the two of them on a Bugatti. Do you have enough money to buy a, a, a sea wagon or whatever that thing was, plus a Bugatti? Plus, is that is two million dollars enough for all that? Uh, hundred. Th- well, let look at it this way: 
um, he just got $2.5 million dropped on him and didn't think that he was going to get caught. And he's basically spending it like water. So yeah, the G wagon's 130 grand. I don't know what the Bugatti is. It's probably two or 300 grand. New house. <clears throat> yeah, you could buy all this stuff if you're not thinking about losing the money at all because he's going to lose it immediately. But the stuff is just gone. Look at look at. Do we do Look at. I mean, he's on private boats. Like a different car every day. Him and like look at everybody everybody's all swagged out with cars. I mean, let's give the Instagram handle so people could take a look. I am just underscore Johnny on Instagram. J O H N N Y. Johnny Lee Richardson. He's currently got 10,000 followers, only 40 posts. So it seems to suggest that he started this account when he began embezzling the funds. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. I need to like leave to evidence me. everywhere. That's what it looks like to me is that he started this Instagram specifically to glow up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, even if you had to pay back the money, can, is there something that you could do with it that will turn it around pretty quickly to better your life? Can you make enough money on interest? I just showed you the strip club video. I think ah, that that's true. They can't take that. <laughs> can't take my memories, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can take my money, but you can't take my memories. You can't take back what I did in that private room, oh boy. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> they sure tried. Jesus. The world we're living in, man. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah. I saw a re another good news story today. Um, so, uh, Kanye West. I'm it's already. Kim's birthday. She turned 40 this week. I, I, I don't like that we just reference her in, in the first name. Kim Kardashian? First name. Yeah, you got to say Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian? I don't know her enough to just call her but Kim. But I said Kanye West, and I said it's Kim's birthday. I know, but I, it's still, I, I feel like if they don't know me by first name, I'm not going to know them by But first if name. I say the first name of somebody, you know who I'm talking like. It's notorious B.I.G., Kim. It's it's Eminem, Kim. It's Kanye West, Kim. <clears throat> I don't I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it, okay? I think you do like I'm it. I'm uncomfortable with it. Kim Kardashian West's fortieth birthday okay. was recently. Kanye West for her birthday got her a hologram of her dead father. <laughs> To speak to her and tell her how proud of her he is. And in this... That's a real thing? That that's happened? a real thing. That's a real thing? It's a real thing. Now, you know her dad represented OJ in this murder trial, right? Yeah. I want to know Which who makes did the me voice wonder, work. Like, makes me wonder if it, gives, if it gave like Kim's mom the idea that like for OJ's birthday... She's going to send a hologram of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Jeez, that would be fun. We should start a GoFundMe to send a hologram of Nicole Brown Simpson to OJ's house. <laughs> for, I bet we could do it. For his birthday. I bet we, I bet, let's get some momentum. Come on, people out there in <clears throat> podcast land. Podcast land. Let's raise some money. Here's the best part of the hologram as part of the, like the script of what he was saying. Uh, Kanye built into that for for the dad to tell her that she's married to the to the most brilliant genius of all time. Oh my gosh, these people, man! These people, these people, famous people. Now imagine somebody had to do the voiceover work for that, right? 
I don't know how that works. Like, I imagine somebody, it's like, okay, we need to find somebody who kind of sounds like her dad. No, I think they do. I, well, you're super old. <laughs> <laughs> because I think all they need now is the voice and they can take it and run with it. And then just type in a script and then he goes with that. I think all they need is the voice and they can extrapolate from there. That's where those. Well, yeah, I would hate that they could do the hologram, but not the voice. Like, that's where those deep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's a hologram and it's like. Me, well, my we, guy Kim. <laughs> Holy shit! You should be so proud. They can make a hologram of a dead guy, but they just couldn't get somebody who sounded enough like him. <laughs> but you've heard those deep it's fakes all before. Gilbert Godfrey, huh? You've heard those deep fakes before of like Barack Obama, and it sounds just like him, but it's not actually him. They just took his okay, voice. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm not too. I'm not. I know you're not. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I live in my own world, man. You sure do. I don't do deep fakes. Who would you send who would you send a hologram to and what would it be? Oh my gosh. If you could send a hologram. Like celebrity or otherwise? Yeah. If if you could send a Go ahead, do you have one? No, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, thank Go for yours. Also, if you could send a hologram to me, what would it be? Me. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely still be me. <laughs> it would be you still so you didn't have to come over and do this you just send over the hologram <laughs> i'm live with hologram here today yeah uh i don't know like joe hollanese it would be oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be cool to see yourself in a hologram version right no 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 I do see myself in a hologram version. It's I, called I a mirror. Be, I'd bring yours LL Cool J. I think I think I'd send LL Cool J. You know who I'd send to you as a hologram? So, like Gary Sheffield or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Just some obscure almost star. No, from I, I, 22 I'd years ago. I'd like to send somebody who would def, like it's somebody who ruined your your 8th grade. <laughs> like like somebody who actually was like, you know, an enemy at my some mother. point. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna send my mom. I'm gonna send someone who ruined your eighth grade. Oh, cool! I I I, I would haven't actually, seen my mom in a while. I haven't yeah. seen her in a long time. That'd be kind of that would actually work out really well. Um, if you could pick one person besides me to send a hologram to, who would it be, and what? I almost feel like I just sent it to somebody as a joke. Like, uh, like I'd love to send a hologram to. I don't know, like my parents. Wait, is it supposed to be meaningful? Like, can it I can do be the, anything. Can I do the same thing where I have like my grandpa talk? Like, it would have been cool to have my grandpa talk to my mom after they won the Dodger game. Something yeah. like that would be nice. Yeah. But just purely shits and giggles? Uh, I don't know. It's a good one. I'd have to think about that one for a little while. It's tough. What about I, you? I, 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 think, I think the one for me just might be... I think OJ might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> You've obviously, I like how that thought didn't go beyond the, 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 the West family. Yeah. <laughs> like it just kind of stood there. I feel like they could do it a lot. Like, I feel like they could do it a lot for the Kardashian family. Like, like if I had it again, maybe what if they also sent a hologram to Kim of Ray J or somebody like that? That would be good. You know, that could be good. Send, send Chris Humphreys in there. They're all basically dead. <laughs> yeah, what happened to those people? What Jeez. else What else do you have before we get out of here? Is there anything I, you thought of today? Uh, no, not at all. I came right over from work, so that's I am tapped out. You drew a cartoon S with a Joker's That's hat. a Stussy sign. 
How what? dare you? A Stussy sign. That's not a Stussy sign. Do you not know what a Stussy sign is? No. What the hell is a Stussy? Oh, my God. What is Stussy? You know Big Wednesday, but you don't know Stussy. You, listen, you L.A. trash rats with your goofy <laughs> fashion. <laughs> <laughs> is this like your rucka nonsense too what is rucka rucka rvca the clothing oh i don't know that that's like that's like rich this is stuff. this is that's not rich yeah, not people that. stuff. stussy's skater trash you google stussy s and you're gonna get this and it's probably gonna be on a notepad i'm looking at stussy is that how you say it's stussy i feel like it's probably stussy no google it don't do don't pull oh, that cool. joke up oh cool they sell a carhartt jacket for 130 dollars you, you are not getting this you, you are you, you are frustrating you right suck now. and so does your your you company are frustrating of me right now <laughs> you <laughs> Google Stussy S. I'm not done. Just Google Stussy S. Not done shitting on your products yet. Oh, this looks like garbage. It, it just is looks garbage. Like, it I never said it was good. I'm saying the Stussy S is people is what people doodle. You're drawing the logos. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It's not even the logo though. Somebody, I'm looking at it. There's no Stussy S. You don't deserve a let hologram. Me let me see. Let's see. We used to do that back east. It's called a cool S. What the hell are you talking about? A Stussy Google, No, it's just, called a cool just ass. Just Google image Stussy S. I guarantee you're, you're a Stussy. Find. Jesus. Pussy. I'm very astute. Pussy S. <laughs> it's called everything. Stussy S, Super S, Superman S, Pointy S, Slayer S, Graffiti S, Horny S. You're gross. The middle school S. That's when everybody does it is in middle school. Look at This is way less legit than Big Wednesday. I'm going to get a Big Wednesday W. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! You there's are... nothing about Stussy. This isn't actually a Stussy logo. Maybe not, but that's oh what it's wait, called. never mind. Although frequently referred to as the Stussy S, Emmy Coates, who has worked alongside Sean Stussy since 1985, stated that it was never a symbol of the California Surf Company. Aha! Wikipedia comes in my favor again. Wikipedia's not even real, man. Come on, you got to Google Boom. image. Wikipedia just told us the Stussy S is not real, and Big Wednesday. Israel. Look at this. Stussy ass. I just Google Stussy Yeah, I know. I know they show up. I know they show up, but that's not. You know what? You know what? No hologram for you. You have anything else? Big Cheek Wednesday is that's, canceled. That's what I'm going to do right now is hop, got, hop on Wikipedia and make a page for Butt Cheek, <laughs> butt cheek. <laughs> butt cheek Season. Hold your head, put in the